Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey guys, today we're talking about a juicy topic, one that many can relate to. (laughs) Teen behavior. Lottie, that statement alone makes me feel all the feels. So today we're discussing teen behavior and the power of identity. So I'm chatting with Marianne Otley. She's founder and leader of Love Triumphs, a global ministry dedicated to connecting women more closely with God so they can be transformed by God's love. A survivor of childhood sexual abuse, Marianne's life story reveals how childhood abuse stole her innocence, tainted her identity, and how miraculously God restored her value and dignity. Marianne's story is one of abuse, pain, healing, forgiveness, and redemption. Two keys to her healing journey are understanding her true identity and receiving the blessings God intends for us. She brings hope and encouragement to women of all ages. She's a successful author, speaker, and entrepreneur, and resides in Georgia with her husband. Together, they have three adult children. Marianne, when I read your topic and your bullet points on the power of identity, oh my gosh, regarding teen behavior, I cried. I think I was that child as well. You know, I was the sassy, mouthy child that maybe felt insecure. You know, I was sitting at a coffee shop and I'm writing questions for this show and tears just began to flow. (laughs) I have three teens and I have a son in college and I felt like I just felt all the feels even really like I do now. I think a lot of moms feel this. I had dinner the other night with like nine mothers and their biggest worry Really what keeps them up at night is their teenagers. So today, guys, get ready to take notes. So this is why I interview amazing women like you, you know, who are willing to share their tough times, their failures and their successes to save moms who are a few steps behind years of heartache. So I imagine a lot of women are out there today who have been dealing with these same issues, teen behaviors. We're dealing with it in silence, right? Listening to this show, maybe you're saying, me too. Look, when kids are little, they think, we hung the moon. Mom is the princess, and they'll just run to you like this heat-seeking missile. You know, we share pictures on social media of funny stories when they're little, and then we move into the teenage years, which requires social media to really be, you know, radio silent, This phase is a tough season, and I get you, Mama, full of social pressure, and they just want to fit in. They want to belong and spread their wings, trying to, you know, find their place in the universe. And this is a hard age to navigate. So without further ado, I want to welcome Marianne Otley. Thank you, Stephanie. It's so good to be here. Oh, girl, I'm going to be taking notes, and I hope all the mamas do as well that they bookmark this episode and they share it with their friends because this is going to be life-changing. So get ready. Marianne, I have a question for you. Will you tell us a little bit, just a little bit about your story? Yes. When I was 13, I was sexually abused by my dad 
by my dentist and by a neighborhood boy, boyfriend. And um, all these things were random. They weren't connected. But the night that my dad left my bedroom the first time, I was terrified, traumatized. I'm clutching my pillow and I hear a voice say, you must really be bad for something like this to happen. And I thought, well, the only person that could have known what was happening is God. So I thought God was telling me that I'm bad and I believed it. And so at 13, my springboard to to adult life, young adult life was that I'm bad and I make bad things happen. And my story, as you know, um, if you, I, I just wrote my book, Love Triumphs. And in that, I share why I made some of the crazy decisions I made based on who I thought I was and how God turned that all around by telling me my true identity. Oh, my goodness. Isn't God amazing? I mean, he is just love and he just wraps you. He envelops us in grace and unconditional love. God knows our every need because he created us to be exactly who we are. Will you tell me a little bit about as you became a teenager, why is it so important to give parents clarity on the difference between a teen's identity and their behavior? Okay, well, that's a great question. Without knowing our identity, we're not grounded in truth. So we're looking outside for the answers. Um, and and that, that is where most of us are. The difference between someone's identity and their behavior is that their identity is that they're God's son, they're God's daughter. They're created by God. They're created for God, that they're loved, they're valued, they're accepted, they're cherished. They're uniquely made. They have distinct gifts. They have a purpose. That is can be said about anyone, no matter how they're behaving. And that's the foundational truth that everyone needs to know. And then while kids are growing through these tumultuous years, they're testing boundaries. They're trying to understand how to grow into this adulthood. Their hormones are raging. And, um, and they have all these external influences telling them who they are. And without us, I believe, really believing for them <laughs> and then sharing that with them uh, by the way that we look at them, by the way we talk to them, by sharing these truths with them, um, they're going to try to find who they are somewhere else. They may do it anyway, but the fact that we have been so understanding of who they are <laughs> helps them to have that maybe five years, maybe five minutes from now, wait a minute. I'm, I'm valuable. I'm cherished. I'm never without help. I'm going to be okay. They can, they can be grounded in the challenges that they're in. Wow. Oh, you know, it's easy for us to label our kids, you know, the troublemaker or the procrastinator or that the comedian or the smart one. And we put them unknowingly sometimes in a box and we create these expectations around them that they probably feel like they need to meet at, at some point. And, you know, identity is huge. If we don't know who we are, that's just the foundation of everything. If we don't know yes. who we are, we're going to look left and right and compare ourselves. We're going to look to um, love in other ways that we think that we're not getting it at home. Or it's like we're trying to fill, we're, we're trying to find a void, fill this void. And it's like a bucket that's filled with holes. And sometimes you look to your parents and your parents didn't get what they needed when they were younger. And they can't give you what you need. 
you know? Absolutely. You know, and it doesn't matter if we, if we realize this when our kids are young, teenage years, adults, I, I didn't know when my kids were young, my husband was traveling all the time. I homeschooled. My kids were two years apart. I was exhausted and they wanted daddy. And they're like, I want daddy. Why, why don't you go on a business trip? You know, I would you love to. <laughs> yeah. And so one night I put them to bed angry without a movie. They were acting up and, um, and I'm brushing my teeth and I'm, I'm ranting in my head. I have a rant. He's in China eating Chinese. I'm here wiping noses, mouths, bottoms, floors, eating Cheerios. You know, I did not sign up for this. I do not want this. And God spoke to me and said, Tommy's name is beautiful. And I dropped my toothbrush. And he said, Johnny's name is precious. And I spit out the toothbrush. <laughs> and he said, and Iris, Iris's name is wonderful. And I fell to my knees and I said, God, I'm so sorry that I forgot what this was all about. So as God reveals to us our identity and our kids' identity, it changes everything. It changes how we feel about each other. It changes the relationships. Oh, my goodness. I love this because, you know, when you feel loved, it's just like a it's like water to a flower. You know, it just brings life when you don't feel loved. It just you just want to act out. You say insensitive things that just feel like a dagger to your mom's heart. And, you know, it's funny because our hormones are all acting up and the kids hormones are acting up and. <laughs> And I think, you know, even as an adult, not even teenagers, but like when, when you're a kid as a toddler and they, they will act out, they'll just scream and hit the floor and target like the, they've, all the bones have left their body, you know? Right. <laughs> and then the teenagers, they can say hurtful things or act out. And then the adults, we think it, we often don't say it, but it might come out in yelling or anger or harshness. So we all on different levels. We all experience it. Everybody just needs to feel loved. But it is funny how or interesting how we connect behaviors so closely to identity. Yes, if you can, if we can just take a quick second. And I wasn't behaving well at that time. I was ranting. I had self-pity. I felt like I was the victim, you know, and I'm yelling at God. And what did he do? He spoke to my identity. He spoke to my kid's identity. You know, he was calm and he remembered who I was and he knows where I'm going. He knew I, who I'd be. You know, I was 40 then. Now I'm 63 now. And he he knew. And so um, we have a great assurance when we stay close to his heart and live within within his opinions. <laughs> well, let me just say one thing. I, when you said you were 63, I'm so shocked. You totally look like you're, you're in the, your 40s. You are Thank very you. like fresh and happy and like so sweet and cute. I can't believe that. It is interesting because when we feel hurt or angry, I, I, you know, like if you see a little puppy on the road and he has been abused, he is going to bite you. He's going to snap at you. He's he's not lovable at all. It's like trying to hug a porcupine, you know, right. and um, that's the way our teens can be at times. And maybe they lash out. Maybe your kids are involved right now in an activity that you're like, this has never been acceptable in our house. You know, maybe they're smoking weed or maybe they're not coming home at curfew or they're allowing peer pressure to take them down the wrong path. Here we have this facility in Scottsdale. It's called Not My Child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, a facility to kind of help kids get back on track again. And um, it's just interesting 
when you pour love and grace, like when God gave you those names for those kids, I mean, you hit the ground like you melted because it's like you see them for who they are and not what they are doing. Exactly. That is so beautiful. Well, you had mentioned that from a very young age, a common challenge that parents face is confusing our children's identity with their behavior and how these misguided perceptions can lead, you know, to bigger issues like never measuring up. So how do these symptoms show up, you know, in their future lives? Well, we want our kids to live the best lives possible. That that's that's normally the intention that we're we're that's foundational to parents and we want to protect them from harm and unnecessary unnecessary challenges and you know, I know that I did. And so oftentimes when we see kids misbehaving, um, we speak to their behavior and by, by, by in a way that makes them think we're, we're speaking to their identity. You're a mess. You're a bad boy. Um, you know, you're loud. You're this. When really it is, you're a beautiful daughter and you're, you're, you're behaving pretty loudly right now. Could you, could you calm it down? And somehow we have to communicate in a way where we're not telling them who they are because they will grow up feeling like I'm loud. And so then they withdraw and they don't share their opinions or I'm ugly. So they don't feel that they can be pretty or I, you know, I'm a mess. And so what we say um, about who they are impacts can impact a a kid for a lifetime, but they're resilient. We can come back and say, you know what? I'm sorry that I overreacted at times when you were young. I'm, I'm sorry that I labeled you. That's not right. I'm, I, I love you. You're so valuable. Um, I, I really want to talk to you about your behavior. Like, what are you feeling? What, what's causing this? Can we talk about this? As we maintain that relationship, we can help them go through the things that they're struggling. But what happens long term is that, you know, my mom said I'm a liar. And at 30 years old, I'm still wondering, am I a liar? You know, that person needs to take that to God. Our children at one point in time will have to take the lies they believe, whether they were planted by whoever, they need to say, am I really a liar, God? And God will say, well, no, you you were trying to get through a very difficult situation and that's the way you chose to do it. But come to me and I'll help you deal with difficult situations. That's the God I learned to discover is a God that really talks back to us. And so our kids can grow up with these strange ideas about who they are, but take heart. God is bigger than that. And we need to keep praying, Lord, wherever I made a mistake, would you tell them who they really are and help me do it right now? I hope that answered your question. It did. Absolutely. And I love that you said things that that the kids are resilient because sometimes you think, oh, I've messed them up for life. You know, they're going to need counseling and hey, maybe they do. We all probably do, (laughs) you know. (laughs) <laughs> everybody's doing the best they can and we're just we're just right. human imperfect people right with carrying luggage from days gone by <laughs> we're all broken we're all broken every single one of us we're yes all, we're just all... by the grace of god you know <laughs> go mm-hmm. eyes i remember talking to karen stubbs the other day from birds on a wire moms she lives in the same town as you and oh. she said Uh, She was giving us just ideas like if you're a red mom or a blue mom or a yellow kid. And what that basically means is is if you're a type A personality and you're trying to raise a laid back kid that's a procrastinator, how you deal with certain situations. And, you know, some days I look at the 
behavior. And I'm like, how could you do this? What were you thinking? And then I, you throw out some label and you're in the car later and you're like, oh, that they didn't used to be this way. Why are this they this way? And she's like, go take them on a, a ride in the car and just with their favorite music, grab a coffee or whatever, or Taco Bell, like whatever's the thing they love and just speak to their heart. You know, I love you so much. You mean so much to me. Like see them for who they are because it is so easy to grab the luggage to say like, well, my mom never was loyal to me. So maybe there was a reason or there was insecurity or like they said uh, that you lie. And you're like, well, a parent wouldn't say that unless it's true. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. You know, um, are you, you, we're all familiar with the Dewey Decimal System, right? In the, li- the how the library is organized. If you want to find a book, the Dewey Decimal System is there. It's, it's a brilliant system. And Dewey created our public school system. And so if you're a book, it works really good. But our kids are constantly told where to do, where to go, when to go to the bathroom, when to eat lunch. And what they need is a life-giving relationship with us where we're not telling them things anymore. We're asking them more than we're telling them. How are you feeling? What was your day like? Why do you like the, you know, whatever, that we are genuinely interested in what they're thinking, what they're feeling, who their friends are, why they like it without judgment and without criticism, because it gets to a point where we can't control it anymore. But if we're in relationship with God, we can, we can strengthen this relationship so that no matter what they go through, they can always come back to us. You know, it's like the, the story about the, the, the two kids that got arrested and one said, oh, my dad's going to kill me. The other one said, I got to call my dad. We want the kid that says, I got to call my dad um, because it, they're, they're never not going to have a challenge or they're never not going to be a challenge. But they have to know that we love them first. And then we're going to deal with this behavior or or this thing that's going on, right? Yeah. And I love the scripture that goes with your book. It's, I am convinced that God's love will triumph over all life's troubles. Romans 8, 38. And another scripture I love in 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about, you know how they say, you know, love is patient and love is kind. But it also says love keeps no record of wrongs. You know, it's easy to remind someone of their mess. (laughs) Right. I mean, God help me. I've made a lot of messes in my life. And in the wake of, you know, my anger or yelling or not giving myself space to breathe or or even praying, because when we pray and ask God to show us, it's like that day when you're brushing your teeth and God revealed to you the meaning of your babies, you know, the names of their baby, your babies. And I thought that is so amazing because God wants to remind us every day when we have the lie that we aren't enough or someone else could do a better job raising these kids. The more we read the word, the less room there is for those roots to grow. It doesn't mean that we won't feel guilty some days or hear the lies, but it diminishes it quickly so we can move on to what really matters. Now you had said you shared with me in a recent visit to a high school where you spoke to teens. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. And I just love your perspective, Stephanie. And I love your voice. It's just, you have such great energy around this whole topic. It's beautiful. And um, I was doing some leadership training in a middle school and high school. And we conducted an anonymous survey with all the girls in the middle school and the high school. And they, they had to um, 
uh, fill in the blank, I am blank. And so we wanted to know what they thought about their, their identity. When we got the results back from all of these middle school and high school girls, I was floored. The teacher had done this before. She wasn't floored. There was not one positive statement about their identity. I am fat. I am ugly. I'm a slut. I, I will never have children. You know, it was, it was horrible. I'm not accepted. I'm not good enough. I never know what to do. And it, w- it was absolutely heartbreaking. And so we talked about what do we do with all these messages? So we, we tied them up on one sheet of paper and we went from classroom to classroom and we asked the girls um, to stand up from their desk and read one statement that was on the list that they didn't say, I am ugly. I am trash. I am unlovable. And the thing is that none of these girls knew that the other girls felt this way. It was anonymous. So they thought they were the only ones. These girls, there were tears in their eyes as the weight of the truth that they were all believing lies was in, was in the room. But what was the truth, right? And so I have a list that I created for myself when God began talking to me about my identity. It's called the I am chart. And it's on my website, lovetriumphs.com. And we gave them, then we, we talked about how do these lies get imparted to us? What happened in our childhood? When did we believe that we were fat, that we were ugly, that we're unlovable? And that we and they journaled that. And then we said, we're gonna now have an I am chart that God made. This is a this is what God says about you. And please read the chart and circle whatever's bouncing off the page. And these then one by one, they got up and read, not random, they read the one thing that God said, you are this. So they, they stood up, I am forgiven, I am redeemed, I am loved, I am cherished. And in the middle of the room, it stopped. There was one girl who was abused by her dad, her mom had left their home, and her hair was over her eyes and she was looking down and she wouldn't do it. I knelt down by her and I said, there's one bouncing off the page. I know there's one bouncing off the page. And she whispered it. And I said, I can't hear you. Could you speak a little louder? And she said, I'm beautiful. She said, would you stand up and say that like God said it to you? And she stood up and she said, I'm beautiful. And all the girls came around her and held her and said, you are you're beautiful. And the next day during the assembly, she came with lipstick on and her hair done and a dress on. And it doesn't mean that her life is going to be fine from then, but she had a win that day about her true identity. Oh, girl, I'm sitting over here teared up. That is amazing. That change, that's a life-changing moment right there. And really there's freedom in knowing who you are in Christ, right? You know, Ephesians 2.10 says that God created you as a masterpiece to do great things. So I'm really appreciative of you coming on the air today. I can't even believe that this show has been, we're 24 minutes in. I mean, like, what? Oh when did this happen? So <laughs> I want to find out, like, tell us, you've, in the, you know, like the last minute, tell us where people can find you. Okay. Uh, my, my, I have at lovetriumphs.com. And I would highly recommend a book called The Power of a Parent's Blessing by Craig Hill. That will help you start blessing your kids right away. Oh, my goodness. You know, because we've got to look at this as this is not 
this we're in the long game here and we are creating memories. We are changing thoughts here. We are creating and building a legacy because these guys are going to raise kids, you know, one day and this is our future. So we really have to invest in it. Well, Marianne, I just appreciate you so much. And I, I look forward to the next time we chat. God bless you. It's great to be here. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at four or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.